This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Dog days of MMA with this coronavirus. Listen, I've been cranking two week out. Ain't not much to talk about. Trying to get creative. We're one week away from fight week. One goddamn week away. Hopefully nothing happens. Knock on wood. That's what I'm doing. Knocking on wood. Hopefully nothing happens between now. I want to pop on real quick, right? Hopefully there's going to be a podcast out Friday for you guys. Another one of uh, Devin, me, and Tim doing a top five of whatever. We got some ideas in the works or, you know, whatever. Hopefully you guys like those. Uh, they're fun doing it with uh, with those guys. Those guys are, are great. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. But I'm going to uh, try to keep this short, right? Um, this is full disclosure. This is the second time I've recorded this. The first time I recorded it, I had to stop midway and take a dump. My stomach was growling. However, um, I was just kind of reading headlines off of, uh, off of, uh, MMA junkie and, and MMA fighting and stuff like some fight announcements stuff. I feel like you guys already know that you probably don't need me to talk about that. Um, not really my thing, I guess, really. I don't really break news or whatever. I kind of give you my thoughts and things, but I kind of want to save those for when those fights happen because all these fights are getting announced for like May 13th and May 16th. They're like all in the same week. So instead of commenting on it now, I'm going to comment during the fight week and, and break down the fights that way as opposed to giving my takes right now. It's not like they're months away. If they're months away, then maybe a little different. Although Marvin Vittori was Carl Robinson. It's a fight May 13th that I'm really looking forward to. Both guys, I think, are a little under the radar. Marvin Vittori, I think, could be a real player at 185. Carl Robinson, big, heavy-handed dude. Getting kind of well-rounded a little bit. Uh, that's a banger of a fight. That is a banger of a fight. So, uh, yeah, I just want to chat with you guys. I've been, I, I've, been, I've been holding up. I've been holding up, you know, ups and downs through the week um, with just nothing on, right? The draft is great. The Bengals got Joe Burrow. The Bengals, who they? Who did they going to beat them bangles? They got Joe Burrow. They got the quarterback of the future. Very excited about that. That was awesome. I'm a big draft guy. I'm a big NFL guy. So watching that, seeing what the Bengals were doing, building, they got a T. Higgins, wide receiver, first round. And then they went linebacker and stuff. And, you know, the, the problem with Cincinnati is, is since the Bengals haven't been good in forever. And, I mean, they've been good. They've made the playoffs, you know, four years in a row. However, they just never really got over the hump. A lot of people in Cincinnati aren't Bengals fans. They're the fucking Steelers fans or the Browns fans or they're fucking what, the Packers fans or whatever it is. It's obnoxious. Um, you're from Cincinnati. You should root for the fucking team that you're from, even if they're shitty or not. You don't go run to a different squad. Like, if your dad grew up. And, you know, he's a Browns fan, then you grew up and that's what you are, then it is what it is. But, uh, or if you live in a state with no football team, you can, I guess, pick whoever you want. You don't have to necessarily pick whoever's closest. However, we are lucky enough to have a football team. Well, in, I know a lot of people don't like the Bengals because they're not the fucking Patriots, but I love them more than anything in this whole world, maybe next to my family. Um, but yeah, so they did great on the draft. It was nice to have like kind of sports back. It was a little bit normal. Uh, people are going a little crazy without sports. And so am I. Like, listen, I don't, I'm don't. i an NBA guy. I love the NFL, which is it's off-season right now. Um, but when you take MMA away from me, I start getting a little fucking cranky. Okay? Start getting a little cranky. And uh, hopefully it's coming back. I don't want to jinx it too much. Double knock on wood. Um, but Florida's, Florida's going to come through. I think Florida, they're doing it in Jacksonville. I haven't, I haven't commented on it yet. So they're doing May 9th in Jacksonville, Florida. Then they're doing May 13th, which is a Wednesday in Jacksonville, Florida. And then May 16th, which is that following Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. And then they are apparently going to do a May 23rd event as well 
and hopefully that will be in Vegas. They're going to start running stuff through Vegas, Apex, which I think is smart. June 6th is a, is a big fight card, I think. I think a couple people might be on that. Haven't announced anything yet, but uh, they're filling these cards up. And Some fighters came out today. Uh, Ryan Hall was on the Anna Conforian podcast. He came out and said that he doesn't need the money. He'd rather train properly instead of taking a fight on short notice. So he won't be fighting. He was announced to fight Ricardo Lamas before all this stuff started. So he said he's not going to take a fight until he can go train with Faraz and, and get partners in that he wants. So he might not be fighting for a while. Um, and then uh, Michael Chiesa said he won't be fighting during the pandemic either. Which is, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. That, that you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a fighter. I can't put myself in that situation. I don't know what kind of training camp these guys are having, so I don't know. <clears throat> I can only say that if you're in the financial situation not to fight, then you shouldn't fight, right? Uh, sit it out. You're okay on money. Train. Wait for this to blow over. You're cool, right? Like Conor McGregor, there's no re reason for him to be back by the end of the year because um, he's got all the money in the world. However, if you're a fighter like Michael Chiesa, who's kind of in the middle of the pack at 170, he's got a name at 170, you also can't be upset when other people at 170 start taking fights and they start fighting and they start winning and they jump you, right? So when he comes back, I'm sure there's going to be a conversation where he's like, well, I should be ranked, you know, who might be ranked 10th or whatever it is. And he might, I should be ranked fifth. You know, but well, no, because you haven't fought and that was your choice and that's fine. But the guys who are fighting are still doing their job and they should get credit for, you know, them winning in the division. If you don't want to fight for the rest of the year, that's your decision. But be happy with the fact that other people are still fighting and they're going to surpass you. So, you know, it's a double edged sword. I, I'm just trying to predict the future. I use Michael Chiesa as an example. He seems like a guy that would probably say that even though I like Chiesa. Uh, that's just, you know, sorry. Sorry, Mike. That's maybe a shot shot. I thought here. But other than that, all is good. I'm trying to pass time. I should be working out, but playing video games, Spider-Man video game. Not a Spider-Man fan. My buddy Austin basically bought these games for me and forced me to play them. I decided to play Spider-Man first because he, he's been raving about it, and I'm having a good time. I'm having, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, it's a nice little distraction. I like it. You know, uh, sitting on the couch watching TV over and over again and, and everything like that. It starts to get a little old, starts to get a little mundane. Um, I know I should be working out. I'm still working. So that, that kind of, you know, cuts my day in half a little bit, but, uh, yeah, sometimes I just get, I just don't want to watch anything because that's all we've been doing. So it's nice to have a little break playing video game stuff. Cause you know, I, I was a huge video game kid when, when I was a kid and I've kind of gone back and forth on it. And, uh, so I am now, and what else do I got here again, trying to keep this short because I don't want to fill you up with, you know, a bunch of stuff. We're going to go over the, the, um, the lines for USC 249. I have, they got released earlier this week, earlier yesterday, earlier today. I'm on oddshark.com, which I don't love. I usually get my lines from FanDuel, but uh, we're going to rock with it. But um, what else do I got? I mean, I got some news. I guess I got some news. Uh, baby number two on the way. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the sex. I had I had sex. Had sex and produced baby number two. Uh, not telling a whole bunch of people, only a select few friends and stuff. And you guys are uh, friends of mine if you're listening to podcasts. So it's uh, haven't announced yet. She's 10 weeks. Wasn't planning on it. I just have super fucking sperm. And uh, a couple weeks ago, she's like, I think I'm I, I'm nauseous. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, well, maybe you're pregnant. She goes, there's no way. I was like, oh, there is a way. Maybe you are. And I uh, went and took a pregnancy test, took three of them, actually. And then she went to the doctor and bada bing, bada boom. So don't know what we're having yet. Don't know if it's a girl, boy. Um, I don't care which, what, which one it is. Uh, I think a boy would be 
problematic raising it because if he's anything like me, I was a problem as a kid, right? And if he's anything like me, uh, you know, we got some problems. You know, he's going to fuck some shit up. But obviously, I don't care what it is. I'm going to love it no matter what. Um, when Winnie was born, everyone thought it was a boy. All those wise tales with the heart rate and all that shit, it all came up boy. So everyone thought it was a boy. I had, I, I stuck firm. I was like, I think it's a girl. I had this intuition it was a girl. It was a girl, obviously, Winnie. I'm kind of getting a boy vibe from this one. I'm get, I've had a dream. I've had some intuition. She's only 10 weeks, so we're going to wait like another 10 weeks to really find out, I think, or maybe eight weeks. I'm not really sure how it works. So we don't know yet, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning boy just because I think that's what it is, but I kind of want a girl. I wouldn't mind being a, a girl dad, you know, having two beautiful girls plus my wife. That'd be pretty fun, and I'll just get boy dogs, you know, because, uh, yeah, but that's two fucking weddings I got to pay for. That's... That shit adds up. Um, so that's really it. So that's the that's the big news. I don't really got much else. Um, got a haircut today, which is awesome. Wife finally cut my hair. Uh, that's it, man. That's it, personal-wise. I usually have some stories. Today at Walgreens, I'm like the social distancing police. I hate when motherfuckers stand behind me, like real close, be- before quarantine or before this epidemic or whatever, pandemic. I, you know, people always just like, you know, I'm a big dude and they're standing on my back. I can feel them breathing. I just want to be like, you know, one time in Subway, I told a dude to step back and get all pissy. So today at uh, Walgreens, I went up to Walgreens to get my wife some allergy medicine and uh, I'm standing there and they got these huge blue bubbles, which you're supposed to stand on when you're waiting in line. And I was at the register and there's like, there's like a six feet space. And then there's a blue bubble where this white trash couple this woman who reeked of cigarettes and the husband who was or husband, boyfriend, whoever looked like a walking ashtray uh, were standing literally right on top of me and they stunk to high heaven and they're like literally six inches from me and no one else is in line. They could have stood as far back. No, no one's going to cut you. And I look back. I was like, can you guys back up? Like, and then the guy looked at me. He was like, we're trying to ring out or whatever. He said, I'm like, dude, six feet, like get back. And then I walked out and nothing came of it. No argument, nothing pursued. I would have smashed dude though. Dude was a little fucking trash ball. I would have fucking balled him up and kicked him in the middle of the street. Uh, But you know, come on, right? Even if it wasn't what's going on right now, you were way too close to me anyway with you smelling like that. So back the fuck up. You know what I mean? And I feel like now I can say that with the whole social distancing thing. Like, I feel like I'm a hero, right? Like I was waiting, ready for Walgreens to go in a round of applause, but uh, no one else was there so that they didn't. But yeah, these fucking white trash goons, you know, beat it. You know what I mean? Kick rocks. You cocksucker. Um, so that was it. That was the only interesting thing that uh, that's going on in my life. You know, baby number two on the way. And I told some hillbillies to uh, to kick rocks. Let me take a drink. We'll go over the lines. All right. We're going over UFC 249. Betting lines. Like I said, there's going <clears> to <throat> be a podcast out possibly Thursday with Tim and Devin. And then next week, we're going to do pick'ems. Devin and I do the pay-per-view, which will be we'll have it out sometime next week. I'm very excited because I'm going to be gambling heavy May 8th, May 9th, maybe May 9th morning. I'll drive to Indiana and I'm going to play some heavy, heavy wagers on, uh, I just, I'm just too excited. Even if it just, I'm going to bet every fight guaranteed you I'll bet every fight. Every fight is bettable. Even if the lines are a little, whatever, every fight you got to gamble on, you got to go fucking balls to the wall. And that's what I'm going to do. But Devin and I will do the podcast, pick them for the pay-per-view, maybe. 
Uh, if Tim's down, we'll get Tim to do either the 13th or the 16th card. One of the fight nights, we'll get him to pick one of those. Usually Devin and I just do the pay-per-view. Um, so we're going to keep with that theme, and maybe Tim and I could uh, – we'll try out old Timmy Ball game. We'll see if he uh, – we'll see if he can take a shot at the king. Uh-huh. We'll see if he wants the big dog, if he can uh, outpick the big dog. We'll see what he's got. Maybe we'll try him out. I haven't ran this by him yet. Hopefully he's listening to this and uh, you know, and he accepts my challenge. Because he was giving me shit about the Bengals. <laughs> you know, do that. Now, now you're taking a shot at me. I'm going to come at your throat with the uh, with the pay-per-view. Or, excuse me, with the pick-ems. We'll do it. We'll do it big. All right, so main event, Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Lines came out. Ferguson a minus 180. Gaethje a plus 150. I have no problem with that line. Um, some people thought it might have been a little closer because Gaethje had a little bit longer of a training camp now. Um, I get it. Tony Ferguson is Tony Ferguson. He's the best lightweight in the world. Not named, uh, could be not off. Huh? Um, he's on a 12, 13 fight winning streak, whatever it is. He's crazy. He's a crazy person. Uh, he matches up well with Gaethje and I think Gaethje matches up well with him. It's going to be a fucking absolute banger. Uh, Michael Chandler was on Anakin Florian today and, and I, and he came off really well to me. Very intelligent guy. He said something about Tony Ferguson, which makes a lot of sense to me. When you get in there, when you study him, you think, Oh, I'm cleaner than this guy. I have better te- technique than this guy. He's very unorthodox and awkward. However, when you get in there, you're like, oh, this works for him. Like this, this, this shuts me down. This confuses me. Like you've seen him do it with pretty much everybody fights. Like it's it's a very weird style. He doesn't have the best stand up, but he can get it done. He's got really good jujitsu. Um, and he and his wrestling is. I know he comes from wrestling background, but from everything I've seen, his wrestling is very subpar to me. Uh, Gaethje has, I think has better wrestling. It's going to be play out on the feet. They're going to go to war. I think Gaethje has more power. Um, and Gaethje's talked about, he has 18 minutes in him. So Tony's just going to drag this out. That's the only way I can see Tony winning or not the only way, excuse me. I think that's the way Tony will win is if he drags this out. Um, I don't know who I'm going to pick in that fight. I'm going back and forth. You obviously have to stay tuned to the podcast next week to see who I officially pick and put money on, but I mean, Gaethje at plus 150 staring me in the face. I'm not going to lie to you. Staring me right in the goddamn face. Co-main event, Henry Cejudo, minus 250 versus Dominic Cruz at plus 195. I did see Cruz at a plus 200 earlier today. Obviously, maybe the line moved a little bit. Um, Cruz coming off like a three, four-year layoff. Everyone's bitching about this. Listen, I don't think Aljamain would be ready. I don't think Petrion can get in the country. Dominic Cruz... Lost his belt to Cody, has been injured a million times, and now he's coming back. Cejudo wants a name. He was going to fight Aldo. I think Cruz deserves this more than Aldo does, 100%. Um, and Cruz is the greatest Bantamweight that ever lived. I mean, I'm going to stand by that. He's the GOAT at Bantamweight. He's 135. So this is a big name for Henry. It's a win-win for Henry, in my opinion, because if Dominic beats you, then you have a rematch, which will be bigger than this fight. You can always go, well, I didn't have a proper training because of quarantine, blah, 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 all that shit. And if you beat Cruz, that's a huge name on your belt. You know, you you know, huge name that you're you're walking around with because not a lot of guys can say they beat Dominic Cruz. I mean, who's all beat him? Uh, Uriah Faber and Cody. Is that it? I mean, I don't I don't know the the if anyone else has beat him off the top of my head. I know Devin likes to play that game. Well, actually, technically, TJ beat him, and I think he lost to Uriah the second. No, 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 no. If he's got a W on his record, that's a W on his record. I don't play that. Well, he really actually won. No, 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 no. If the W's on his record, it's a W. I think that's his only two losses. So he's a, he's an elite company. He's getting older. He's a little fragile. Uh, Michael Chandler talked about him today saying that uh, he, he encouraged him to lift more weights. The more weights you lift, the less brittle you're going to be. 
I'm hoping Cruz from now to next Saturday doesn't fall out because I'm really looking forward to that coming event. I think that's an interesting line of Cruz. Cejudo is unbelievable. I mean, Cejudo is Cejudo. He's he's the cringe champ. Triple C, all that shit. He, he, he's phenomenal fighter. Good boxing, good elite wrestling. Um, I, there's a lot of questions to be answered in that fight. I'm really looking forward to that fight. Francis Agagno versus Jairzino Rosenstruck. Big boys. Naganyu minus 325. Rosenstruck plus 250. Um, a little high for me. I can understand it. Naganyu's this, this scary force to be reckoned with. Rosenstruck has looked good in some of his fights, but he's also looked pretty average. He looked average in his Overeem fight. Um, he was losing that fight until Overeem caught him in the fifth round. Or excuse me, he caught Overeem in the fifth round. Uh, his debut against Junior Albini, uh, baby diaper guy. Um, he wasn't looking great in that fight either. He's got some holes on the ground. If Nagani comes out like the Predator and fucking starts swinging, it's going to get interesting because Rosenstruck can crack. He's a good kickboxer. Nagani, though, I think is a little more well-rounded than Rosenstruck. I wouldn't be surprised if Nagani wants to take the fight to the ground. He can. I think if Nagani mounts him, it's over. Nagani is so powerful, so strong. I mean, just imagine punches from the mount. I know he's not known for his ground game, but it'd be nice to kind of maybe mix some stuff up. Everyone's expecting this to be a stand-up war, which it very well could be. But uh, I think it'd be interesting if Nagani just fucking power doubled him, took him to the ground, and just uh, 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 ate him up. That'd be pretty fun. Jeremy Stevens or Calvin Cater. Uh, Stevens plus 200, Cater minus 250, 260, excuse me. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I thought, you know, Stevens may be a little high for being a veteran, but I'm high on Calvin Cater. I think Calvin Cater is an up and coming. I think he's a better version of Jeremy Stevens. He's the 2020 version of Jeremy Stevens. Um, and I like that fight. I like that matchup for both guys. Stevens coming off a little bit of a skid. Um, still an elite guy, in my opinion. Still, he's obviously not going to fight for a title anytime soon. Um, he would need to rattle off like 10 wins, maybe to even fight for a title. But he's a good benchmark to see if guys like Cater are ready. Uh, and I think Cater is ready. I thought I think he would have beat Zabib. I know I I know I just sound like Devin, but he would have beat Zabib and went five. He lost to Zabib, but if it would have been five, he would have won for sure. But um, I like that fight. I like that fight for both guys actually. Jeremy Stevens always has a chip on his shoulder, always something to prove. And uh, Calvin Cater, young up and coming kid that a lot of people are looking at. So I like that fight. Jorgen De Castro. Minus, or excuse me, plus 150 versus Greg Hardy, minus 185. They're really plugging. This is the first fight in the pay-per-view, I believe. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Um, they're really pushing Greg Hardy. Listen, I got a lot of bad things to say about Greg Hardy. You know, he, he's an active fighter because he, he has to play catch-up. Jordan Castro's got a great story. From a very small country, training in Florida now, big, powerful dude, uh, well, actually, he's thick. He's not tall. Greg Hardy looked pretty good against Volkov, took some good shots, got outclassed in that fight, but, you know, hung in there. I don't like how this fight's on the main card. If I'm being honest with you, placement-wise, I don't think either of these guys have earned it, but I get it because Greg Hardy's the name. They're coming back, all this shit, kick off the pay-per-view with this. I understand it in a business as, uh, standpoint. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to pick the Castro as the underdog. That's going to be my underdog pick. I don't love Greg Hardy as a person. I don't love him as a fighter. I think the line is is about right. I can see why Greg Hardy is the favorite. He's bigger, um, and he and he's fought better competition. If if we're being honest with you, Jorgen is coming off the contender series and then a huge knockout win. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's an interesting fight. I just don't know if it should be on the main card. Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Pennis. Uh, Cerrone gave an interview today with Brett Akimoto, which is really good. I suggest everyone go ch- check that out on Instagram. He's very honest and open and just. 
I love fighters that are honest. It, it was really, really light. That's one of the reasons why I love Darren Till. I mean, Darren Till retweets and posts videos of him getting knocked out by, you know, Jorge Masvidal. Like, no one does that, right? He's, you know, I, I love how honest he is with himself and with his abilities. And, you know, even if he's, you know, talking shit, like, I feel like he believes everything he's saying. Cerrone kind of broke down the Connor fight with Akimoto, and it, it was really good. It was, it was, it was a vulnerable side of Cerrone that... I love to see in fighters, you know, and, and I think this is a good bounce back fight for him. Rematch with Pettis. Pettis knocked him out, TKO'd him a couple years ago in the UFC with a body kick. I think both guys are in the right time in their career to fight. They're both kind of at a crossroads. Pettis is very active. Cerrone's been very active his whole career. They're both kind of on the downside of the career. So this is kind of a big win for him, big fight for him. Cerrone plus 125 underdog. I like that. Uh, Pettis at a minus, one, one is minus 155. This is at 170, mind you. So... That's a good fight. That's a like the ESPN main event, essentially. Um, I can see why they did that. Both big names kind of lead into the pay-per-view. But uh, I would kind of like maybe these guys to get on the pay-per-view, get a little more shine, but it is what it is. Uh, Alexi Olenek versus Fabrizio Redoom. Uh, a website that should not be named, that starts with a B and ends in an A, that I hate and I can't stand and they won't pay me my money, that I used to gamble with all the time. Um, they don't have a line for this yet. But the opening line was uh, Olenek plus 247, Redoom minus 295. Um, this is a little high for Redoom being a couple years off, but I think he's going to fucking steamroll Lennox. Lennox is, the guy can't move. Um, I know he's dropping some weight. He's, he's light. Speaking about dropping weight, everyone's going crazy over the Junior Dos Santos pitcher. He like, you know, he says he's on a keto diet and he's all leaned down. He's like 230 something or whatever it is. And, you know, he's got a must. I think he looks terrible. First off, I think it's pretty obvious the guy was on, you know, a lot more than just not a keto diet. I think the guy had maybe some some shots and some, you know, doctor visits and maybe some special, you know, lotions, the rub in his skin. He looks not great in that picture. I mean, it could maybe just be the picture of him flexing, maybe his goofy-ass mustache, but I don't think he looks good. A lot of people are saying, oh, maybe him at 205. Yeah, let him go to 205. He's, like, kind of skinny fat. It's weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not impressed by it. Not impressed at all. Anyway, I think Wardoom's going to steamroll Lennox. Lennox can't even move his body. Uh, Michelle Watterson versus Carlos Barza. Watterson underdog at plus 120. Uh, Sparza minus 150. Watterson surprised a lot of people. I know she she lost to Joanna, but her, her grappling is is getting better. She's been more grappling based, and, and I think she can stop Sparza from taking her down. Carla, kind of a one-trick pony. Carla likes to get in there dirty and, and kind of dirty box with her, with her striking. It's a little slow. I think Watterson could eat her up a little bit. That could be a good underdog play. I'd have to look at... More fights from either uh, either fighter uh, for next week. They really kind of circle in on that. But right now, jumping off the screen at me is is Michelle Watterson at plus one twenty. Jacare versus Uriah Hall. Jacare minus one thirty favorite. I think that's a fuck. I think that's a steal. I'm gonna. I, I know I'm spoiling the podcast for everybody uh, for next week. Maybe my opinions are changed or whatever. But Uriah Hall at a plus one hundred and Jacare at a minus one thirty. That is crazy. I think Jacare is gonna steamroll Uriah Hall. Not a Uriah Hall guy. Uh, I think Jock Ray's going to go in there, take him down, submit him whenever he wants, if I'm being honest with you. Maybe even could knock him out. Uriah Hall just doesn't do it for me. Although Uriah Hall does surprise. You know, he rises to the occasion. He's knocked out Gegar Mousasi. You know, he's got some really good wins in there. And, uh, you know, he looked really good against Costa until he got knocked out. You know, he, he showed some heart in that fight. I just think Jock Ray is going to come in and, and, and just be just too strong, too, just everything for him. Uh, Vince Luque versus Nico Price. Start fight of the night. This fight's a banger. Luque, two, minus 275 favorite. Uh, Nico Price, a plus 215. Rematch. Uh, Luque submitted him. I don't hate the line, 
Luke coming coming off kind of a skid a little bit. He he got a jump up in competition and didn't fare so well. He is a very talented fighter. Nico Price is a wild man. He's either gonna knock you out or he's gonna get knocked out. This could be a fucking banger. Um, I don't know who I like in this fight. I think Nico's a little high at minus, or excuse me, at plus two fifteen. With Luke being, I know it's a rematch, and Luke maybe is the more well well rounded fighter, but a little high in my opinion. Um, but that's an interesting fight. I'm gonna have to really break that down and and, and pick a winner on that because Price at plus two fifteen right now. On Tuesday, April 28th, looks really good to me. Uh, and then we got Bryce Mitchell, Arkansas Stone versus Charles Rosa. Rosa plus 155 underdog, Bryce a minus 190. I can see that. Rosa, really impressive in his comeback fight. I forget who he fought uh, recently, um, but he looked really good. He's good on the ground. He's good on the feet. Bryce Mitchell uh, has looked really good grappling as well. Good cardio. His striking needs to come a long way a little bit. These guys are kind of exchanging a little bit on Twitter, which is funny. I think Bryce Mitchell said, like, I cut my balls in half and almost lost my wiener. You think I'm afraid to lose a limb? Because I think Rosa said he's going to take a limb home with him or something. Uh, it should be interesting. That could be a really interesting fight. That's the second fight of the night. That's going to be a grappler's delight. I think there's going to be a lot of really fun exchanges on the ground. Um, I see that fight being uh, going to decision, razor thin. So I don't like Bryce Mitchell as high as he is, but that's going to be that's going to be a close fight. In the kickoff tonight, Sam Alvey versus Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann minus four hundred. Sam Alvey plus three fifty or three hundred. I can see that right. They both got a knockout chance, but Sam Alvey's been chinning his last couple times out, and, and and I can see that. I can see why he's that high. Ryan Spann is a guy a lot of people like. So UFC 249 is fucking stacked. I can't wait for it. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch. Um, we just need MMA back, guys. We need it back. So like I said, podcast Thursday. Uh, well, we're going to record Thursday. You'll get it Friday. Next week, pickums, And then hopefully next week we just pick up and we just got podcast after podcast, pickums after pickums. We're making money hand over fist, hand over fist, money, 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 hand over fist. I'm excited. I'm very excited for all this to happen. Good news. Good news all around. Uh, all right. So we're at 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Just hit. I'm going to wrap it up now. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on. And uh, I'll talk to you Friday. All right. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.